Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about life. Too many women in this world feel alone. They worry about the judgment of others and they struggle with their mental health. But when they listen to the Rare Girls podcast where empowered women share their voices and tell their stories, many women will feel inspired to live a life of freedom and to overcome all their insecurities. They will feel it is a safe space to find their confidence, to remember their unique beauty and to feel their self-worth, and they will Connect with a sisterhood of rare girls who encourage their success and support their dreams. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Nasra Amir. Nasra studied in Malaysia. She was born, raised, and is living now in Tanzania. And currently, she's starting her own brand and planning to go to fashion school for her degree. Nasra does a lot of sports and often goes to the gym for cardio. Nasra, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm feeling blessed. Very, very lucky to speak to you and to get to know you more as a person. So I'll begin with this nice first question, which is, Nasra, if your friends and the people who know you best could describe your personality, what would they say about you? My friends would say I'm kind, helpful, and very motivating. I love cheering my friends whenever they feel low. And I always believe in the saying of treat people how you want to be treated. So kindness has always been in my heart. I love that. And I'm curious about it. Is it because maybe as a woman you felt that uh, if you do not support other people, maybe they will not be aware that other people will support them or it was for you. Like you said, you want and understand the power of being supported. So you're giving first or are you a giver that when you make other people happy, you feel even happier or how does it work? What is the source of your kindness and desire to support others? I feel like when I was younger, my family would be very tough on me, you know. They would always say the meanest things so that I could try my best to prove them wrong. And I feel like how they raised me that way didn't motivate me at all to be who I was because I was really lost. So I always put in my heart that, okay, even if I'm not feeling well today, I want to make somebody else feel well because happiness is the key. You know, talking to someone and they're happy makes me happy. You know, if I were to make someone's day today, it would bring me so much joy in my heart that I wasn't able to get when I was younger. That's a very important topic. I want us to dive a bit deeper into that. Many women and girls have been raised where their parents used criticism, thinking that that motivates them. But what it does, too, is it puts in them fear of trying something risky that can help their big dreams, makes them stay in their comfort zone because they worry 
what if I fail and all those things they said to me are right? Or what if I fail and they will criticize me even harsher and I have nothing to answer? And so they will stay in their comfort zone because going out will be too scary because they will have too many people who behave basically as haters, even if they're close to them. What is your answer to this perspective to this? Do you have some advice related to this to other women? You know, um, I feel like parents do this out of love. You know, as I grew up, I learned that I don't want to dislike my parents because of how they used to talk to me. When I was a child, uh, when I was 16, I told my dad I didn't want to do my A-levels and I wanted to go straight to college. And at the time, my grades were mediocre. They weren't the best grades, but they were good grades. But he wanted the best grades. And I told him, like, I want to go to college and I don't want to do... Um, I don't want to do my A-levels because I feel like college would suit me more. And at the environment I was living, I was uncomfortable with school. So when my dad sent me off for college, I did like a round of three years. I finished a few months ago online. And even though I did pass, he still wants to criticize me and say, okay, you passed, so what now? Like, you're taking a gap year. Is that because you don't want to study anymore? Is that because you're not smart? I said, I'm taking a gap year for myself. I just feel like every woman needs to know that it's okay to take a break from everything. It's okay that parents criticize things. It's just how they want you. This is just how they want to motivate you for the future. They want to prepare you for the real life because it gets really tough and you need to really work hard. I understand fully and completely. And you said that you had such realizations Often, too, many women struggle with mental health, especially if they get criticized a lot. Is this something you have experienced? What did you do about it in order to overcome it or evolve through it? Was there a journey or just constant understanding? How was your situation? I met a lot of new people in my life once I went to college, and I realized that I wasn't the only person going through what I was going through. And hearing other people's stories about their childhood or their lifestyle just made me be thankful for mine because there's always going to be somebody who's doing worse in life but you have to love what's yours you have to love how your parents got you where they took you and even if the criticism is there it's all for a good cause they just want the best for you and they want to motivate you to be on your highest level Thank you. And you're someone very fascinated and interested in fashion. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Where uh, did the idea of you creating your brand come from? Uh, what does it add to your life? What do you love about it? Um, for my diploma, I studied business administration. Oh, sorry, business administration. And all these three years, I was thinking to myself, okay, I want to own a business, but what is it going to be? You know, I was thinking about starting my own water company in Tanzania, but all of these things were not my passion. You know, I was not in love with the idea of doing business in Tanzania. So one night I was talking to a friend and she, she told me like, Nasra, you dress really well. 
you know, if I would pay you to style me. And that's when I got the idea, like, hey, why can't I start my own fashion brand? I'm really, I'm really good at fashion. I love dressing up. So why can't I make my own clothing line? Why can't I inspire people? Why can't I work with people? Why can't I make something different? You know, why can't I bring something different to the table? That's absolutely great. And you mentioned that uh, you are someone who's thinking about whether you are going to stay in uh, your country or travel abroad from Tanzania. What would be a place for you that would be a perfect fit for your personality, dreams, and desires? Is it like Milano because of the fashion or Paris because of the Paris Fashion Week or even London, New York, any of those places? Where do you feel that for now you'd expect to belong and feel very happy in the best ways? For now, um, I was planning to move to Dubai um, because it's more closer with family and I've just really loved the country ever since I was young, not only because of the beautiful scenery and the views, but because I know a lot of people there and I know I have a lot of supporters there. And not only in Dubai, but I would also love to start up fresh in Paris because of the fashion week, as you said. And I'm also planning to expand ban my brand also in Malaysia because I've got clubs over there that I used to work with and I want to start a campaign there so I want to go different places just to advertise my brand and I just want to be seen I want everybody to know who I am I want everybody to know what my purpose is and what I want to bring for my brand so it will be a lot of traveling but hopefully my main location would be in Dubai. I love the confidence when you said that you want to be seen and everyone to know you and your name. Many women feel shy about that. They feel it's too intense. The attention would be too much because they're thinking that if they shine bright, then they are uh, making other people uncomfortable. What's your advice to other women so that they have their confidence and be willing to be known and to live to their full potential? My advice would be do it. You have to want something so bad to be able to achieve it. Everyone always thinks to themselves and doubt themselves like, oh, what if I, what if this happens? Or what if I fail? What if I don't make it? You're not going to make it if you say you're not going to make it. You have to know in your heart that this is something you love and this is something you want to do. I advise women to become confident with themselves. I advise them to write down what they want to do. I advise them to think about it deep and do it because there is nothing stopping you from doing what you love except for circumstances. And it's up to you to figure out if you're going to care about what other people think or if you're going to care about what's going to benefit you in the future. I love that. And let's discuss Dubai a bit, which is a city of a lot of opportunities. I don't know whether you have visited Dubai or not, but you said you have a lot of supporters there. How did you do it? What was the story of that? 
And then what is your advice maybe to other women and girls? Because many want to go to Dubai as well. So maybe they will not arrive not knowing anyone, but have some support base in the same way that you're building. Okay, so um, I'm mixed. Uh, half of my family is Arab, half of my family is African. And Dubai, again, as I said, is really close to uh, the country that half of my family is staying in sorry, the city, that's Oman. And also I chose Dubai because my best friend is currently located in Dubai and my brand is also her brand. Like it's a 50-50 thing. So she has been introducing me to different people and different owners of clubs, different owners of different owners of uh, manufacturers and brands and everything. So what, what we want to do is we want to go there and make it the, the most luxury brand we can because we don't want it to be a streetwear brand. We don't want it to be regular. We just want it to be luxury. We want it to be very luxury. We want it to be very professional. And we want it to be at the highest qualities Thank you for this. This is fantastic. And a personal question too, whether Dubai or Malaysia, it's the food is different to Tanzania. Some people argue that the food in Tanzania is the best in Africa. How will you be able to first, how do you compare it since you have tried the Malaysia, the food in Malaysia? Do you believe that it's really, really much better the food that you eat in Tanzania and how would you survive far away from the right spices and things that fit your Tanzanian palate? Okay, so when I was in Malaysia, it was very different from Tanzania because growing up, whoever grows up with their mother, they know that their mother is the best cook they've ever had. But for me, I'm not gonna lie, my mother is the best cook I've ever seen, okay? So she cooks the most amazing food. So when I came to Malaysia, I was like, okay, there's fast food, there's McDonald's, there's KFC, but this is not as good, you know? I want to, I want to eat the local food. I had the local food, which is mainly rice, noodles, but it was very, it was different. It was good different. However, it's not as good as Tanzanian food, you know, because Tanzanian food, we have uh, something called ugali, we have mlenda, chips mayai, and it all gives you the body shape of an African woman. And that's something I would be, I'll forever be proud of because if I look at a Malaysian girl my age, she would look completely different from me. Somebody would say that, oh, I'm five years older than her, but we're the same age. And I just feel like it's never about what you eat, you know, it's just how much you eat, you know, or what's in the food. Because most of the Malaysian food is just, you know, if you don't eat much of the of the African food, like it has the oils, the vegetables, the rice, you know, it's very different. So experiencing that was a bit hard. But when I reached to Malaysia, I told my mom to just uh, send me spices from Tanzania and I would just cook my own food from like from Tanzania in Malaysia. That's how I was coping at least. But when I was in Dubai, 
I didn't really stay for long because I always just visit. But when I was in Dubai, I would normally eat out in restaurants, which is good. It's good food. I love the shawarma and everything, but nothing compares to Tanzanian food. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. That's really, really great. And maybe one of your business ventures is to open a Tanzanian restaurant in Dubai. <laughs> that could be a good idea. And there is also something psychological that anybody who lives abroad for a while, after around the first six months, they really miss their home. They feel far away from their family and sad. And then over time, they overcome it and then they feel at home in Dubai or any new place. What is your plan in order to take care of your mental health as you move far away from your family, like to the other hemisphere of the planet? Are you, do you have specific plans? Will you be speaking on video calls every day with your uh, mother and uh, loved ones? Or how do you plan to do it? Or are you already because your best friend is there? She is your home away from home. When I was a little girl, when I was uh, nine years old, I had to live far from my parents. I had to go to boarding school until I was like 16. Then Corona came and I think I took a year off and I went abroad. And then I started studying in Malaysia and everything. So I got used to the lifestyle of being far from my family. However, I would always call them. I would always text them. I would always send them pictures like, look at what I've done today. Um, this is what I'm doing right now. Or this is what I got on my test. So, you know, communication is key. I would always call them and everything. But I'm more excited to open up a new chapter in my life. You know, I'm never scared to try something new. And I'm never scared to be alone because I was born alone. I don't need to be with someone to feel like... I am happy, you know? I mean, my best friend is my heart. I love her to death. However, I can't stay with her 24-7, you know? We're going to see each other here and there. But I have to learn to do things by myself. I have to learn to be independent myself. And I have to know that being alone is okay. Because it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Thank you. You said that you're someone who's always willing to try new things, to go out of your comfort zone. What is the mindset you have or advice you might give to any girls or women who are not really feeling their confidence in order to go for their big dreams and try the risky new things? Okay, so we're all scared. Everybody's scared. You're scared. I'm scared. Somebody else might be scared. But... You have to try because you don't know what something is going to turn out, good or bad. You have to try. You know, I've been reading a lot of business books lately and there's something uh, some I read that said, um, if you want to succeed in life, you're going to have to fail 99% and that 1% is going to be success. And life is a journey, you know. You're not going to get everything you want. You're going to have to work hard for it. You're going to have to learn from your mistakes and you have to get up. No matter how low it gets in life, you have to get up and you have to wipe your tears and say that you can do it because nothing is impossible. Nothing. If somebody else can do it, you can do it. There's nothing special about somebody 
somebody else they just put the work in now it's time for you to put the work in so you can see your progress in your future thank you so much nasra it was my privilege and my honor to have you here to share your voice i wish you all the glory all the success and a fantastic life in dubai and the luxury brand that you and your best friend dream of thank you so much aziz it was a wonderful podcast and i loved talking to you i hope my message gets out to all the women who are feeling scared and i just hope they have a voice to speak on their own 100% <laughs>